Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg. And yes, once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. What the heck is going on with the Knicks? I mean, have they gotten stupid? Have they gotten just full of themselves? Whatever it is, this much I do know. They are playing lousy, dumb basketball. And they had better get themselves straightened out in a hurry or else. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And listen, they're down two games to one. So they got a chance to even a series up. But they're not going to have any chance of evening the series up tonight if they continue to play the way they're playing. I, I mean, I know that they won game two, okay? I, I, I know that they won game two. But it was nothing to write home about. And when I say, when I ask the questions, are they, have they gotten stupid? Or have they gotten full of themselves? This is what I mean. I, I, you heard me talk about it last week. You heard me talk about it last week. You need to make adjustments. You need to be smart about your situation. And when you keep clanging, clang, 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 clang goes the three. Clang, clang, clang goes the three. If you continue to do that, you're gonna you're dead in the water. I, I, listen, they won game two. It was no great shakes. And l- let's be frank, they won game two with Jimmy Butler not playing. Well, Jimmy Butler's playing, folks. Okay, Jimmy Butler's playing. He played game three, all right. Scored 28. Here comes Jimmy Butler. I'm not saying it was Willis Reed, but here comes Jimmy Butler in game three, first quarter, dropping 10 of his 28 in the first quarter. You think he ignited the Heat? You think he ignited the Heat fans? All I've been hearing leading up to this series, well, here we are. You know, we got the history. We we got the history of, of the Knicks and the Heat going back to, to, to Pat Riley and Van Gundy and this fight and that fight and the intensity. But a beep, but a bop, but a boop. And, and as I said to you, these some of these guys weren't born then. You don't need a rivalry in the playoffs. Yes, it always adds to it. I, I'd be a liar if I didn't say, you know, uh, Yankees, for example, Yankees-Red Sox, well, that's always a rivalry. But Yankees-Red Sox, when it's in the postseason, that takes it to another notch. But this this, this Heat-Knicks rivalry, I mean, for crying out loud, you know, what have the Knicks done prior to this season? I mean, really? But when I talk about have they gotten... 
have they gotten stupid or have they gotten full of themselves? Let, let me do it going backwards first. When I say have they gotten full of themselves, because everybody, listen, after they disposed of the C- Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm already hearing people talk about, well, you know what? Hey, you know what? This, this, uh, this path doesn't look too difficult. I, I, I'm already hearing people talking about, hey, they could take care of this. We were hearing this at the beginning of the series. They can take care of this. The Heat and them, why can't they take care of the Knicks or, or, or the Sixers? Slow down. Slow down. When you look ahead at anything, it bites you right on a keister. Right smack dab on the keister. Period. Okay? I mean, in the first half against against that atrocity that was called a basketball game three, 105-86, in the first half, the Knicks from three were two of 16. Two of 16, folks. For the game... Well, the second half, they were 6 for 24. For the game, they were 8 for 40. If it ain't working, it's the playoffs. You don't have time to, well, let's work on this for a few games and work on that for a few games. It don't work. It doesn't happen like that. You got to go take care of business. If it's not working, I, I mean, I'm, I'm repeating myself from last week because I was talking about the same thing. Clang, clang, clang. It's ridiculous. What did they shoot in game one? Seven of 34? Seven of 34 from three. Do, do I need to draw? I, I understand this is audio. I, I, the picture is simple. If you continue continue to clang from three, what happens? You get the long rebounds. You don't get the offensive rebounds. They do. They go the other way. And again, but a beep, but a bop, but a boop. You get hung. So that to me is stupid, dumb basketball. And, you know, I, I got to put the, listen, I think Thibodeau's a heck of a coach, but I, it's still, it's still his team and I got to put it on him. It's not working. So what are you going to do? You going to tell you guys to stop? Now you got to give credit to the Heat because they play old school defensive basketball. And, you know, un- unless you're a Knicks fan, you hate seeing that coming from the Heat, but they do it the right way. And I've said this last week. Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the entire NBA. One of the very best. M- maybe the best. But don't make it easy for him. You continually just go to the well. How many times are you going to clang from three-point range? And everybody was like, you know, kind of ready to flex their muscles. Well, we're going down to South Beach and we're going to take care of business. 
Well, you, you know, you took care of business in game two with Jimmy Butler, maybe the best player in these playoffs in the NBA right now. You, you took the heat down with him not playing with Butler as an onlooker. And, you know, I'll tell you what, Jimmy Butler is old school. He is old school. You know how we talk, you've heard me bellyache about load management. There ain't no load management with Jimmy Butler. I mean, if he can walk, he can play. You know, that game one, five minutes left in the game, he was hobbling around. He still wasn't perfect uh, running around in game three, but he was playing. And they did a smart thing, quite frankly. I Listen, they rested him. The Heat supposed to arrested him in game two. I would bet my whatever I have, I'd bet my life that if they had lost game one to the Knicks, had they lost game one, Butler would have played in game two. But because they got the split at the Garden, all right, we'll take our chances and we'll give Jimmy five days to rest. Smart decision. Five days, four days, whatever the heck it was. It, it was a smart, smart decision. Let's give him a full rest. But, you, you know, when I say, uh, have they gotten full of themselves? Uh, you know, it's okay for you, the fans. It's okay for me. It's okay for the media if they want to say, well, you know, we, we, you know, everybody hops on a bandwagon. You know, and, and I know how this goes, especially in this town. You, the, the, once you get a team in the playoffs, that bandwagon overflows. You can't get on fast enough. You can't get a ticket fast enough. Oh, we're hearing about, well, it costs this to sit courtside and that blah, 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 blah. And that's okay for us to say it, if that's what you want to do. But it's not okay for the Knicks to buy into it because this Knicks team hasn't won anything yet. Now, I'm not saying they can't turn this around. You've heard me say how much I, I don't, I, I don't think Jalen Brunson is a good basketball player. I think he's a terrific basketball player. I think that was the steal of the offseason when they signed him as a free agent. You've heard me say that before, because let me tell you, at $26 million a year, in today's numbers, what guys make in the NBA, at $26 million a year for four years, he's a bargain. Not only as a talent, but as a floor leader. And the other, his villain over buddy, Josh Hart, who they picked up, is just tremendous. But come on, guys. I've said it before, I will say it again. This is not rocket science. You understand? It's basketball. It's simple basketball. You don't have to be the Naismith. You don't have to be our back. You know what I'm saying? You just have to use some common sense. I'll say, just to digress for a second, you know, they pick up Kevin Love 
And, and what I love watching about Kevin Love, it's just, I enjoy watching a guy who, it's the old school ability with the outlet passes. And not just outlet passes, like on the money. They're home run passes. You know, listen, if the Knicks don't take care of business in in, uh, game four tonight, they're a dead team walking because they're not going to come back. It, It can be done, but this team is simply not good enough to do it whenever they feel like turning it on. Just not. So they got to go tonight and they've got to take care of business and they've got to be smarter. I I, I just, the, the reason I, I'm, I'm just confused. I, if you get beat, you get beat. You get beat, you get beat. But not only are the Knicks getting beat by the Heat, they're beating themselves by the way they're playing. And, you know, listen, uh, they're not the first team. You, you get punched in the mouth early on and you're trying to dig out of a hole, the wind is taken out of your sails, especially when you're on the road. So the, the Knicks... To me, they lack smarts. They lack common sense. And it added up to lacking energy. Now, when I say they lacked energy, I'm not playing they I'm not saying that they dogged it. So don't misread me on that. I'm just saying I'm saying this. Get get it straightened out tonight, Knicks. Otherwise, like I said, you'll be a dead team walking. You won't come back from a 3-1 deficit. You just won't. Not with the way, the tenacious way that he plays defense. And, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler won't allow his team to disintegrate. Just won't happen. All right, let's talk... um, well, you know, before I get into baseball, <laughs> I'm going to talk a little hockey. Devils live on. You know, they're not out of the woods yet, but they took care of business yesterday in, in game uh, four uh, in Newark with an 8-4 Devils victory. And hey, you want to talk about a team that's been kind of cuckoo in the playoffs the three games that they lost in a seven-game series to the um, to the Rangers, but it was by scores of five-one, five-one, five-two. In game one against the Hurricanes, they lose five-one. In game two against the Hurricanes, they lose six-one. Then they come home and they win eight-four to cut their deficit down two games to one. But also in game four. Not only were they scored upon with a penalty shot, they gave up not one, not two, but three. Three shorthanded goals. And I'm sure their head coach, Lindy Ruff, 
is going to talk to all of them about that. Because you can't expect to be scoring eight goals. Now, kudos to the fans of the Devils yesterday because uh, they, they were revved up at the Rock in Newark. Revved up. But, you know, you, you can't plan on scoring. Uh, they jumped to a 4 nothing lead. Then it was 4-1, a 5-1, then 5-2. Then when it was 5-2, the the, um, the Canes got a power play. And you make that a power play in, in, in the second period, and then all of a sudden it's a 5-3 game and everything is different. But um, th- think about it. In games that they've lost thus far, 5-1, 5-1, 5-2 against the Rangers, and 5-1, 6-1, in this series against the Canes, and then they win 8-4. Maybe they could spread some of those eight goals around. Uh, one other hockey note, I, I got to tell you, the Rangers fire Gerard Gallant. I think that's a lousy move. I, I don't understand it. Listen, we all know you can't fire the team, you fire the coaches. It's in baseball, it's in basketball, it's in hockey, it's in football, it's in all sports. But having said that, this guy takes him to a conference final the previous year. He takes him to this this year, and listen, they 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 you know made the deals for uh, Kane. They made the deals for Tarasenko. It didn't work out. That's not Galan's fault. Now, you always got to blame somebody, so you're going to blame the coach. But I, I think I think Gallant was the right guy for the team. And I'll tell you something else. I think a lot of my brethren in the media needs to get some thicker skin because, you, you know, uh, Gallant was ticked off when people were talking to him about the um, job security, questioning does he think he'll still be here, and, and he... He gave it back. He said, well, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking about it. And you want to know? I mean, I understand it in this business, but I can't believe he has to be thinking about, what, did I have a bad season? And, you know, I'm just seeing subtle shots from members of the media, the print media. Oh, you know, well, you know, he he um, was offended. Well, I guess we were right. You know that kind of attitude. It's it's funny. Let let me tell you something about certain writers, not just certain writers, certain people in the business. Be it print, uh, TV, radio, podcasts, what have you. A lot of a lot of the brother and my brethren in the business, they can dish out the heat, but they can't take it. You know, somebody once said to me, Russ, don't you mind if this guy criticizes you or that guy criticizes you? And I used to say, well, how can I mind? Because I take shots all the time. Maybe I'm digressing here, but I, I just, listen, I don't have a relationship with Gallant. Personally, he means nothing to me. But it, it was unfortunate that they had to face the Devils in the first round of the playoffs. 
It's a heated rivalry. You heard me call it civil war. Uh, they lose in seven games. Tough. But to me, when you bring in veteran players and they don't get it done in the postseason with, with money on the line, unless the coach did absolutely something clunky and stupid, to me, that's on the players. But as I said, you can't fire the players, so you have to fire the coach. All right. Let me get to the Yankees. All right, let me get to your New York Yankees. They go into Tampa. They go into Tampa, and uh, they lose two out of three. All right? Lose lose two out of three. Uh, Are the Yankees scrambling now? (laughs) That would be an understatement. They're 10 games out of first. Had they won today, they would have been eight games behind Tampa. But a, a, a couple of things here. First of all, listen, Tampa, their record is, what's it, 28 and 7, while the Yankees are 16 and 17. 16 and 17. Boy, go figure things. They're 16 and 17, and uh, the Mets are 17 and 18. But we're talking about the Yankees now. All right. So, in uh, the opener of this series, Harrison Bader, when they lose losing 4-1, Harrison Bader hits a three-run bomb. Ties the game up. They subsequently lose the game 5-4. All right. The, but the next day in the lineup, he's not in the Yankees lineup. He's not in the Yankees starting lineup. And, you know, the, the, the claim was, well, we, we had it as a rest day for him since he's coming back, you know, off the injured list. We had, you know, uh, we had a rest day for him, and, and that was kind of on our schedule. And you heard me, you've heard me say this many a time. You heard me say this last week when, when uh, uh, Domingo Herman had a um, 2 nothing shutout complete game going on for eight and a third innings and they pulled him and the Yankees Boone pulled him and the Yankees subsequently lost three, two. And, and I said, you know, sometimes just take your analytics and stick them where the sun don't shine. Okay. Really? Sometimes you, I said, you just got to look into a guy's face or you got to have a feel for yourself about the intangible. What does what is this guy made of, and and how does it affect the team? And I felt Domingo Herman, the ch- two outs away from a complete game. What a boost that would have been! Forget about just Herman, but for the entire team. But anyway, okay, let's get back to Beta hits a three-run homer in the opener of the series. They subsequently lose, and he's out of the lineup. The kid brings juice. The kid brings energy. Yes, there's been some injury problems, but he gives some fire. He gives some fire and brimstone, something that this Yankee team lacks. Something that this Yankee team lacks. He brings that energy. Okay, 
you, you can't play him. To, okay, so you had a plan for him to rest this game. And apparently he's told, um, Boone told Bader to be ready in the sixth or seventh, you, you know, if, if I use you. And subsequently he was. He didn't get one single, but two, including uh, two runs batted in. And the Yankees win that game three to two. But it's not because he got the two hits and they won that game. To me, you have a guy who's revved up, fired up, anxious to get going, all terrific, all terrific. And this is, I, I, I just don't get it. You got something to build on. You got something to energize your team. And you let it slip away. Fortunately, they win the game. And then yesterday, all Beta does again is a home run, a triple, and a single. Just a double away from the cycle. Unfortunately, the Yankees lose um, 8-7. But what really made this such a gut-wrenching loss, you win in 6 nothing, and you got the ace, uh, Garrett Cole, on the mound. And he blows it. Hey, look, I'm not killing Cole because that happens. To me, it's just one of those crazy things that you can say it happens. 99.9 times out of 100, you'd bet the house on Garrett Cole to take care of business. So I'm not killing Cole for that. But I just, you got a chance to energize yourselves. Now, the... And you don't do it. I mean, take the analytics and it's just sometimes sometimes you got to change plans. You got to change course. Guy hits a, a huge three-run homer in game one and you, you, you're you not going to plan on playing him in game two with like a maybe if I need him? Doesn't make sense. You don't energize anybody that way. And as far as like, listen... Rays have gotten off to a tremendous start. But if you recall last year, the Yankees got off to a tremendous start. Thank goodness it was so tremendous because then they were stumbling and bumbling for how long? Before they put it away. And thank goodness for... um, Aaron Judge with his 62 bombs and the home run chase because that really took a lot of the heat away from how bad the Yankees were playing. But let the Yankees get some of their walking wounded back. Judgey is supposed to come back soon. Before we say that, you know, uh, 35 games into the season, we're going to say the the, um, Rays are running away with it. I'm not buying into that, not just yet, okay? The only thing I ask of the Yankees and Aaron Boone, and to me it's not just Aaron Boone, it's it's everybody because they have this organizational analytical philosophy. And look, sometimes you just got to say, let me go with my gut. Take the little black book and toss it in the garbage. How's that? And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can 
Also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because, as I tell you all the time, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. Above all, though, I got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. And ditto for all my friends uh, who watch me on the Yes app, on my video, get a load of this podcast on the Yes app, which comes, a new one comes out each and every Tuesday. And I keep reminding you, and I want to keep reminding you to download the Yes app or tell your friends who haven't done so already to download the Yes app so they can do what many of you do. Get a load of me on Get a Load of This on the Yes app. But for now, until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.